Hi, I'm Josh Van Burkle. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. What we sing that rolls off our tongues, oh God. Yet many times, Lord, there's a, a veil, a limitation over our minds because of the realities of life. Lord, let us enter into Lord, the true reality, the death, that there is no rival, there is no equal to our great God. Father, thank you that the devil is not an equal opposite of God. He is a defeated foe, not only to the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Bible says that we can actually resist the devil and he has to flee from us. Father, would you open the eyes of your church in this hour to see the majesty of heaven, to see the glory of God, to see, Lord God, through eyes of the Spirit, to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Father, in a connected world where everyone can seem to know everything and Lord search this or that or be connected 24-7 Father and we pursue understanding and knowledge of what we're interested in Lord that very that very same world can be the very thing that disconnects us from the one or limits our connection to the one who created us for connection with Him. Father, I pray in this place today, You'll give us eyes to see and ears to hear. That's my cry, that's my cry, that's my cry. That's my cry. If there's any believers, followers of Jesus Christ, disciples of Jesus in this room, that just so eagerly, eagerly want to encounter God tonight. I want you to start to verbalize it out of your own mouth. I I want your hunger, your thirst to find a way out of your mouth. For some of you, that's uncomfortable. And I pray right now you hear the Word of the Lord. It is the devil that has robbed the voice of the church. It is the devil that has silenced the voice of the people of God, the same people that can be in another environment and speak up, yet we come to church and we go silent. The Bible says life and death is in the power of your tongue. And I believe there is creative power when the people of God will go beyond their comfort zone and say, God, I'm hungry. God, I'm thirsty. Would you open my eyes? Lord, would you speak to my heart? Lord, I want to see you in your glory. I want to see you in your majesty. Lord, I don't want my ears tickled tonight. I want the Spirit of God to speak to my spirit. God, go beyond, go beyond, go beyond the natural. Shumra babakianda, go beyond the natural. Come on, if you've got a heavenly language, lift it up 
And now when I say lift it up, I mean let the devil hear you. Let God hear you. Let your neighbour hear you. Come on, stir it up in the Holy Ghost. It's time for the church to find a voice again. Not a natural voice, but a spiritual voice. Because we're in a spiritual battle and something happens when the people of God, come on, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You have no rival. You have no rival. Come on, sing it. Declare it from your spirit tonight. God, you reign, you reign, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name. You have the rival, Jesus. Because you have no rival. You have no with your glory Father we've been to enough meetings in our times we've heard enough sermons in our times we've sung enough songs in our times Father what is needed across this wonderful world and the days that we're living in is Lord encounters deep encounters with the living God the God who created the heavens and the earth the God who came down and walked with mankind in the cool of the day be a night of encounter. Let's be a night of encounter. Praise you. Magnify your holy name. Precious one, precious Lamb of God, we honor you. 
into the word right now but I, I almost feel like Father is demonstrating something in this moment that it's almost like okay we've done that let's get on to the ministry no the greatest ministry is ministry unto the Lord the greatest ministry of the church is not something we just receive but what we can give to our wonderful God oh we worship you we honour you you're worthy. You're worthy. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Father, I pray that in this time together, you'll be glorified, you'll be honored. And Lord, every person will encounter you in such a deep and wonderful way. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father, I release your peace right now. Some of you, you've been in turmoil for so long, you forgotten what peace is like if that's you or maybe uh, it's not that peace always eludes you but you're just saying God I just I'm thirsty just for a, a drink Lord a drink of your goodness across this room if that's you I just want you to reach out your hands to the Lord right now and Father I'm releasing your peace I'm releasing your refreshing right now I release the glory of the Lord upon you right now. Come on. One of the things God's restoring to the people of God is the ability to receive. <sighs> the ability to receive. Father, I release the refreshing. The refreshing of the Lord. Release the glory of God majesty of heaven deep calling unto deep right now may the river of God may the river of God just flow deep flow deep flow deep I sense in the spirit right now that there's many in the room that have been seeking understanding something that you just want to get your head around, something that you want to understand. And I'm releasing right now over your life a peace that goes beyond your understanding. The word of the Lord to you right now is the greatest need is not understanding, but a peace that surpasses understanding. Father, I release the revelation of God. I release the majesty of God. Release the glory of the Lord upon you right now, brother. The glory of God, the glory of God. Father, across this room right now, I am praying 
for open visions, prophetic revelations to see and to hear in the Spirit right now. Right now. To hear what your Spirit is saying. To hear what your Spirit is saying. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. just even a transference of your spirit right now, right now, right now. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. I just feel over you, brother, right now, it's like something's been lying dormant for a while and the breath of God is coming upon it today. Something's been on the back shelf for a while. It's time to take it off. It's time to take it off. (sighs) Father, release your glory right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Feel him. Feel him. The breath of God. The breath of God. The breath of God. The breath of God. All your goodness. All your goodness. All your goodness. All your goodness, all your goodness. Father, across this room, I release right now an impartation of the clarity of seeing and the clarity of hearing in this realm of the Spirit. If you want to hear God's voice more clearly, if you want to see, In the spirit more clearly, I want you to receive right now. Right now, right now. In fact, I just hear the Lord saying, if you want to hear God's spirit more clearly, you want to know it's God speaking, I want you to lay hands on your own ears right now. Lay hands upon your ears. Obviously, it's your natural ears, but symbolically. Because how many people know that the spirit of God does not just speak to your natural ears. He speaks to your spirit. Amen. But right now I release over your life that you were created to hear the voice of God. In fact, I want you to say this after me. I was created to hear the voice of God. So Father, right now I release an impartation, Lord. I pray that the ears that have been blocked will be unblocked right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ feel the Lord highlighting to me that many have been in confusion for too long. Some of you used to hear God clearly and now it's like you're second guessing all the time. So Father, I right now come and I break the power of confusion that has come against the people of God. And instead of confusion, I release clarity. I release clarity. And even in the Spirit right now, I feel the Lord just drawing me to the connection between clarity of hearing and obedience. Many times, clarity gives way to confusion at a point where we know we heard, but we didn't obey. Please hear the Word of the Lord.
Please hear the word of the Lord. Some of you, even as I say that right now, the Holy Ghost is bringing back to your remembrance something that you know the Lord has said to you in times gone past, but you didn't pick it up. You didn't run with it. You didn't obey it. For some of you, it was because the fear of man gripped you. For some of you, it was because it didn't seem a convenient time. And from that point on, it's like the confusion of the enemy started to get in. You go, I'm having struggle to hear. And the word of the Lord to you is go back to the points of obedience and pick it up again, pick it up again, pick it up again. Thank you, God, that this is not a natural thing. This is a spiritual thing. I just feel to pray the Spirit for anyone that wants to see through Father's eyes, and by that I mean seeing everything through Father's eyes, seeing yourself through Father's eyes, seeing your family through Father's eyes, seeing the saved through Father's eyes, seeing the unsaved through Father's eyes, seeing the the world through Father's eyes, seeing the church through Father's eyes, seeing every situation through Father's eyes, seeing the mountaintops and the successes through Father's eyes and seeing the valleys and even the failures through Father's eyes. If that's you in this place, lay your hands upon your own eyes right now because I believe with all my heart that one of the greatest challenges in our lives is not that we don't see, but that we don't see accurately. And by accurately, I'm saying according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. And so, Father, I pray that you will mantle people's eyes to see in the spirit realm. Father, may we not default to natural thinking because we are not natural people. God, we are supernatural people born again by the Spirit of God. And even now, Lord, across this room, I cry out that this will be a week of visitation where people will come into deeper revelation, number one, of who you are, and number two, of who they are. I declare by the Spirit of God, you are who God says you are. God, let there become a deep, deep, deep spirit to spirit welling up. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, just take us in deep. Speak to us by your Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. You can all come and grab a seat too. Thank you so much. Praise God. How many people love the presence of God? If you don't love the presence of God, don't go to heaven. Because that's like them just, you know, that's actually the very definition of heaven. Where God is, is such a glorious thing to be born again by the Spirit of God, and it's a joy for me to be back. I was here, I think, end of July or beginning of August, somewhere around there last year. First time for my wife to the South Island. 
and so this is Sally here. You'll hear from her in a moment. Uh, I've just given her warning that you'll hear from her in a moment, which is a wonderful thing. So that's all she needs. But let me tell you what's going to happen in the rest of our time together. Here's this, the short version. Whatever Father wants. Whatever Father wants. And by that I mean whatever he wants to do for how long he wants to do it. I am not one who likes prolonged meetings, but nor am I one that likes shortened meetings. I like the length meetings that Father says, I'm done now. Sometimes we stop short of all that God wants to do. Come on, let's be honest. But sometimes he's finished and we keep on going. <laughs> we don't need that. We, we, we need to, the Bible says in Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Can I just tell you, that's not just about direction, that's about timing. Many of the people in church that have been disillusioned was not because they heard God's instruction wrong, but they missed the timing of God. Timing is important. God gave me the picture of, see, some ballroom dancers, some of those people that, you know, like move as one, and, and I, I can't do any of that. I, I dance like a frog in a blender. But these people that just, like, dance in this perfect unison, they can be going the same direction, but how many people know, you can notice if they're going the same direction, but if they're just slightly out of sync, it's, it's just like... It's, it's like there, isn't it? It's, so, it's like, hang on, these guys are so good. They're going in the same direction, but the timing is important. This is the word of the Lord for someone in this room right now. The word of the Lord to someone in this room right now is you didn't get the instruction wrong. wrong. It was the timing. But here's the beautiful thing. The God who gave the instruction lives outside of time, so timing's not a limitation. If you're still breathing, there's still time. I just want to say to someone in this room, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. But Steve is too late. <laughs> Ask Lazarus, dead's not even too late. Come on. Let's not put a limit on a limitless God. The Lord spoke to me just recently. I was just ministering at a church. And when we limit ourselves and say, I can't because this is when God gives us an instruction, invites us to do something, calls us into doing something. And we go, I can't do that. And some of you in this room already, your heart's going a bit because you know that I'm talking to you right now. When God calls you to do something and you go, I can't because hear the word of the Lord. You're not saying you can't. You're saying God can't. Can we just push past <laughs> some of you like me, some of you don't. But the word of the Lord is that the ones he calls, he gives, he graces, he anoints. Go to the history of the people in the Bible. Go to the stories of the people in the Bible. Most of the people whom God called, their initial response is to say back to God why he got it wrong. To tell him why he, he is not seeing reality. Come on, just step into the story. 
Jeremiah, I'm called you to, before you were born, I, come on, I see you. Not just, this is a, oh, I woke up this morning and thought, oh, Jeremiah could be a prophet. No, before your mother formed you in her womb, but, but before I fashioned you, before, before the creation of the world, I called you to be a prophet. And rather than go, wow, almighty God, if you've called me, I'm yours, I'm yours. No, 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 uh, I think you got the wrong person. I'm too young, I don't know how to speak. But, oh, man, we... I don't even know why I bring an iPad and notes. I have no idea. But I can tell you right now, these, the, what happens, I can feel the Holy Ghost in this moment. What we do then is come along. I pray you get the heart of God through me, okay? I'll just say it as it is, but I pray you get the heart of God. Look at my smile, okay, while I, you hear my words. <laughs> so what we do at that stage is we come along beside people and almost like one, just encourage them, no, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And we almost want to just almost, you, you with me? Almost like make it like, no, it's okay, you can do it, you can do it. When Jeremiah said to the Lord, who said, I've called you to be a prophet to nations, he goes, no, no, I'm too young, I don't know how to speak. Here's God's answer. Stop saying you're too young. Hmm. The word of the Lord to you right now in this room, that no God has called you to do things and you've got your list of like Moses, I've called you to be a deliverer. No, 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 I can't speak. You, I think you got the wrong person. He had the conversation three times with the Lord to the point that the Lord says, I, I want to I smite him. Come on, Gideon, I've called you. Come on, my people are in trouble. I'll call you. No, 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 I'm the least of the least. God comes and says, stop saying that. You're not limiting yourself. You're limiting me. And I just feel the Lord would come to some of us and say, it's time to pick it up. There's the word of the Lord right now. It's time to pick it up. This is not in my notes. This is, this is what the Holy Ghost is downloading because he's, again, I'm just keeping a step with him. It's time to pick it up and go again. And I hear in the spirit realm, someone is saying, no, Steve, it's too late. It's too late. I'm telling you, it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. But don't delay again. Pick it up. Let's run with it. I, I pray that's a word of release to some of my Father right now in Jesus' name. If there's people in this room, and I know there is, and I know that some people's hearts are going because you, you know exactly the thing. Right now in this room, I want every eye closed. Right now, every eye closed. Every eye closed. If as I was speaking, then you know that there's something that God has called you to do. It might be a big thing, it might be a small thing, but you know that as I've been speaking, the Holy Ghost has brought that back to your memory and you know there's something that you need to pick up again or, or say yes to while every eye is closed. If that is you, I just want you to lift up your hand before the Lord right now. Come on. No one looking around. No one looking around. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can put your hands down. Father, I pray right now for these precious people that put up their hands and just said, yes, that's me. Lord, I pray that you will infuse them with the Holy Spirit courage today to trust the one who's speaking that he will perform it. So, Father, I pray for that. I bless them. 
I release your favor upon them for their responsiveness to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's such a joy and privilege for Sally and I to be here. I'm just going to read two verses of Scripture. Then I'm going to get Sally just to come and share what's on her heart for her, as long as she wants to take. And then what I want to do, I feel a, a very clear word, uh, Josh, to bring and to speak what I feel is on Father's heart for the church in the nation of New Zealand and then for Activate Churches and then for this church. Will you go with me in, into that? Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm continually drawn to the reality, the spiritual reality of the church. And I pray that you get what I'm about to say just as I set this up. We need to move past a natural perspective of a spiritual reality. In our lives, we need to move past natural perspective of spiritual realities. It's, it's, I think it needs to go a little bit deeper in some of our hearts right now. The, the, the spiritual realities that exist... We've got to make sure we don't reduce them to figurative, symbolic, biblical statements. Being born again is not a figurative thing that happens. It's not a thing that makes bad people good. It is a spiritual reality that is a higher reality than a natural reality that makes dead people come alive. And I believe in the church, we need to have a spiritual perspective on spiritual realities and not try to naturally just understand them. And one of those things is the church itself, coming to church, being part of a church. Many in this room, many in the body of Christ around the world, we have a natural perspective of a spiritual reality called church. Church is something that I go to. Yeah, I belong to that church. I go there. I tithe there. I might serve there. It's something that I do. It's part of my life. If, if, if that sort of language is our language, we need a deep spiritual revelation of the spiritual reality that is church. Church is not a natural organization that we go to or attend or serve in. The church is Jesus' bride that he says, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I'll give you keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The church literally means called out, a calling out. Jesus says, I call you out of darkness into light. I call you out of death into life. I call you out of hopelessness into a purpose and a vision and a destiny. I tell you right now that the church is Jesus' vehicle on this earth to express the Father in His fullness. This is the church. This is you. This is you. This is you. This is me. This is you. This is us to together collective. And I would just want to pray that we get a spiritual perspective of spiritual realities in this room here tonight. There's a verse in First uh, Corinthians chapter two, verse twelve and thirteen. It says, "What we have received is not the spirit of the world." Isn't that good? Come on, you guys can, Friday night, 
You, it's not too early in the morning. You've already had your coffees. You can talk with me tonight. Come on, can we hang out and talk? I want you to get a bit, of, just come into agreement. What we have received is not the spirit of the world. In fact, that's what we're saved from, amen? But the spirit who is from God, that's who we've received. You've received the Holy Spirit from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. We got given the Spirit so we can understand what God has freely given us. Here's a word of the Lord to some of you in this room. Stop waiting to receive what you've already been given. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1.3 that His divine power has given us already everything we need for life and godliness. We are waiting to receive what we've got. Like it's almost like, uh, okay, we've we've opened the door and now we're on this long journey of over time receiving. It depends on what level of of growth we're at, what level of Christian maturity we're at, what level of goodness we're at. Hang on, our goodness didn't save us and our goodness can't sustain us. It is grace that saved and it is grace that sustains. And I want to tell you that when we receive Jesus, we receive the full inheritance of all that the Father gave to Jesus Christ. In 1 John 4, 17, it says, in this world, we are like Jesus. And the Spirit was not given to make us a slave again to fear, Bible says in Romans 6, come on. But He brought about our adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Co-heirs mean participant in common. What God the Father gave Jesus Christ while He's on this earth is exactly what you have already been given if you are in Jesus Christ. You have no lack. The only lack we have as believers is our perception of lack based on circumstances and facts. Why? Because we are trying to see a spiritual reality through a natural lens. We've equated blessing with more money and better jobs. That's that's not blessing. You can be beaten and imprisoned and and in chains like Paul. And he says, man, I'm the most blessed man on the face. I've I've learned to rejoice in the Lord. I've learned the secret of being content. It is not about receiving much and being free from pain. It's about the presence of God. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of me. And He is worthy to be praised. The Spirit was given to give you freedom. Not freedom to do what you want, but freedom to keep you from what you don't want. Freedom to enter in to knowing what God has given you. But here's where I want to just crack this open here. This is what we speak. Not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit. Explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. Here's what I want to say is, I'm going to invite Sally to come and share, and then I'm going to download a whole bunch of things here tonight. We are going to be speaking in the Spirit tonight. And I want you to hear this, but I want you to hear this with your spirit. I felt the Lord say, to say this now, if we're going to be speaking in the Spirit, that means as opposed to just in the natural or in the flesh. Because how many people know that the Bible says that Jesus, His words are spirit and they are life. Two of us. 
Come on, you need to let your mouth move and words come out tonight. Why? Because life and death is in the power of your tongue. Some of us are losing a battle up here because we're not engaging this when it comes to the Word of God. This is not something I need. It's something you need. I've been, Father's really been telling me I've got a, a part of my role, according to the Scripture, on your wall is equipping the saints with the work of the ministry. Part of that is equipping us to understand that life and death is in the power of our tongue. And that when we come into agreement with what is being said, it interrupts what's happening here. And something is being created in the atmosphere. The devil goes, man, if I can keep them busy in their minds, if I can keep them to keep their mouth shut, I keep on winning the battle. Some of you, you need to speak your way out of your funk. You might say that's just power of positive thinking. No, it's Bible. That's Bible. Come on. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continue to be on my lips, not just in my mind. Come on. All the promises of God are yes, and the amen is now spoken by me, by us, to the glory of God. I tell you right now, when I'm going through something and I start to, this, this woman that God gave me right here, this woman that God gave me right here, we've been together just over 30 years now. And I tell you right now, she is a instrument in the hand of God in my own, in my life. I'm telling you, even this week I was in a funk. I know it's hard for you to imagine, but I was in a funk because I'm normal like you are. And Sally knew that there was a wrestle in the spirit realm going on, and I thought this was just a this was just a mental battle that I was facing. And she she had discernment. She said, "No, this is a spiritual thing right now. You need to start to praise God out of your mouth." And I'm going, "I don't want to." Anyone been there? Don't look at me in that holier-than-thou attitude. I can see right through you, remember? No, they're just, uh, I was on And she kept on speaking in the spirit. And I realized that I can keep on going the way I'm going, and I'm going to get out of there. But I actually submitted myself to the vessel that God was using. In that moment, it was my precious wife who he uses so many times. And I go, God is speaking here. So I slowly started to open my mouth. And then she actually said, now, she actually said this to me. She said, now go in your room and start to, start to speak as a prophet. I'm, I'm telling you all the secrets of the McCracken household. This is what happens when you got two prophets living together. Wake up in the morning and go, you're fine. How am I? No, but listen... I could have, my flesh was strong in that moment. This is, God's just doing stuff at the moment. My flesh was strong, but in that moment, something started to rise up. Why? It was a spirit calling unto spirit. I don't want to just try to improve this naturally. And so I went and I just started to declare as a prophet. And I just started to speak. And I tell you what, this, it was within minutes, the atmosphere started to shift and change. And the downloader, I might get to giving you was all birthed out of that time when I was in a funk and my wife encouraged me, let what is let something come out of your mouth that is in the form of praise right now. Don't try to process everything. This is her words to me. Don't try to process everything out of here. Start to praise out of here. 
And there's a word of the Lord to some of you in this room. I feel the heart of God. Your freedom is to stop processing here and start to praise here. Come on. Come on. The praise. Paul and Silas in prison. We're going to praise. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. May the words of my mouth be acceptable. And I want to encourage you as a church to start to let the praises and the words of God come out of your mouth. And I'm saying we're going to be speaking by the Holy Ghost. Therefore, in order to receive Father's intention in and through your life, you need to hear and receive what the Spirit is saying spirit to spirit tonight. Okay? So I'm going to invite my precious lady to come and share because what Father's placed upon your heart. And just love on the people. Take as long as you want. Amen. How are we doing, church? Good. Are we good? Amazing. I love that. So good. It's so good to be here. Um, yeah, this is my first time ever in Christchurch, ever in the South Island. So, yeah, it's really good to be here. Um, I must admit, we love living in Melbourne, but I have to say, having the name of the city as Christchurch. You've probably heard this before, but I'm not quite sure if you're aware of the power of a name. I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not quite sure if you're aware of the power of the name of the city you're living in, Christchurch, because the Lord's been speaking to me about His church, the church of Jesus Christ. And the word that He's been giving to me and laying on my heart, He's been speaking to me about Christ as cornerstone. And some of you would know from the scripture, um, Peter actually quotes in First Peter chapter 2, he actually quotes the prophet Isaiah who declares Jesus as the cornerstone. And um, I was actually prompted to have a little look at what a cornerstone was, not because I didn't know anything about what that meant. And a cornerstone is the first stone laid in a building. And a cornerstone directs where every other stone is laid in relation to that stone. So the cornerstone is the foundation, and we know that Jesus Christ is the foundation. But the Lord's been speaking to me about churches and the church of Jesus Christ and the word church movement. And Activate Church is part of a church movement. And it's interesting because I met Janet tonight. Janet is a physics teacher. And the Lord started talking to me about physics, and I'm not a physics teacher. So if I get this wrong, just correct me afterwards. But when the Lord was showing me this picture about church movement, I began to think because every spiritual reality, we always see a, we always see a natural reality reflected in that. And often our eyes are drawn to the natural reality first. And yet the spiritual reality, as Steve has been saying, is the higher reality. And so when we talk about the word movement, we always have to measure movement from a fixed point. And so when we talk about it in the natural, the fixed point that we use is earth. And so we measure distance or even the angle or the speed, the trajectory of movement. We have to measure it from a fixed point. And so when we bring that into a spiritual reality, the church, every church movement, the only correct way to measure it is from Jesus Christ as the fixed point. And yet, because the kingdom of heaven is upside down, we tend to think about movement as a church movement, and we tend to want to measure in human terms. So we want to measure size. How fast are we going? How many numbers? How much are we doing? 
where are we going, where, 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 where. And yet in the kingdom of heaven, it's upside down because the movement is actually towards Jesus Christ. You see, the correct way to measure any church movement, and I'm talking about the church, but I'm also talking specifically to you guys. This is a word for you tonight. In fact, some of you are probably sitting here and thinking, oh, prophetic ministry come, what are they going to say to me? The most important thing for us all as believers is not, God, what have you got for me? But God, what's on your heart? You want to be more prophetic? Stop asking for me, me, me. Start asking God, what's on your heart? And I tell you what's on his heart for his church. His church is that as a movement, and I'm talking globally but specifically, that we begin to be measured again by Christ as cornerstone. That we are measured based out of our alignment to Jesus, out of our alignment to kingdom culture and values, his kingdom come on earth. Not what are we doing, what do we want to do, what does it look like here in the natural, but what does it look like in the spirit realm? When we start to measure as a church movement based on Jesus Christ as the cornerstone and align every single thing in relation to that, then that's how a church movement should be measured. Only in the spirit realm should we ever measure in accordance with Jesus Christ. We tend to come back to our humanistic thinking of measurement. And so when we do that, we compare. We compare with the church down the road. We compare with the church in another area. We compare with the church, other churches in our movement. We begin a comparison. And that's not what Jesus does. Jesus says... We are all living stones. We're like living stones being built into a spiritual house. And so that encompasses all of us. And the Lord actually showed me a picture, and it's actually a real, it's a worldly phrase, so you'll probably know it. But he showed me a picture that there are many in the church that feel like they are a square peg in a round hole. Both within the church within their own callings and giftings and gracings and within service in the church. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly and said, we need to remove this not only from our vocabulary but from our minds because it's actually humanistic independent thinking. Because if you think of yourself as a square peg in a round hole or even if you think of yourself as a round peg in a round hole, then you are isolated and independent. We are living stones, which means as living stones, we are shifting and moving and having iron sharpens iron. We are moving and working together to become aligned in alignment with Jesus Christ as our cornerstone. That's our only measurement, Jesus Christ. It's not the person next to us. It's not what we're doing or what we're not doing. It's not based on, oh, I've achieved this level of spiritual maturity. No, we are all living stones being shaped and formed together for the fullness, towards the fullness of Jesus Christ. And that is church movement, corporately and individually. That is what it means to be a living stone. And so tonight, I just want to encourage you, and this really fit with what you were saying before, Steve, about... Um, you know, people's callings and, and perhaps even having not stepped into something that God's called you to do. A lot of that actually comes from fear. Fear of man, fear of what it's going to mean for ourselves, even fear of the cost. But if we can just come back to that place where we understand and have a revelation, 
and hunger after Jesus Christ and a desire to be closer to him, to be more like him and just to see ourselves back as living stones being shaped and moulded and shifted. And part of the movement is that we are together. The gathering together is so that we can be shaped and formed by each other as iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. And so I just want to encourage you tonight that if you've been feeling like, yeah, I'm not sure where I fit in this church. I'm not even sure where I fit in the body of Christ. Perhaps I'm not even sure where, where I fit in this whole eternal story. Here's the word of the Lord to you. You are fit for service. You are fit for service. You want a prophetic word tonight? This is your word. You are fit for service. And the word fit in the Greek means well placed. When you are placed in the body of Christ, you are well placed. You are in the right place for service. You are in the right place for movement towards Jesus Christ. And so I just encourage us tonight, if, if you've had that mentality or that thinking that I'm not sure I'm in the right place, I'm not sure I even fit in here, then that's not the Lord speaking to you. And if you feel like that square peg in the round hole, get rid of that thinking. That is not from the Lord. Every person here is fit for service and every person here is a living stone. We are all different shapes and sizes, but we are all part of one body. Every member fitly joined together so that the body, the whole body, can be equipped to bring the fullness of Jesus Christ into the whole world. Amen. Praise God. This tag team thing is really good. Praise God. Is is there a Ryan here? Or Ryan? No? All good? Um, Pastors Josh and Liz, um, I just want to release this over you tonight. And that is, I felt the Lord say, don't settle for less than what? God is willing and wanting to give you and to do through you. Don't settle for less than what God is willing and wanting. I really use those two words, not just that I'm willing. Remember when people said, someone came to him, are you willing to heal me? He goes, I'm willing. The Lord says, I'm willing, but I'm wanting. And I felt what he is willing and wanting to give you and to do through you. And then I saw in capital letters the words, go after the more. Go after the more. I want to release it into your spirits. Go after the more. I see the importance of your right priorities, and at times these will shift and change. And we can talk more, stay at your house tonight, but I just want to release this. This is things that Father gave me before I came, that the importance of the right priorities, but there are times and seasons and sometimes things will shift and change. And then I heard the Lord say, and Sally just touched on this, no comparisons and no lids of limitations. And when I heard that, it was so clear and I've read the statement three times that I was reading on the plane again and it doesn't, I would naturally write no comparisons and, and no lid of limitation and it wasn't, it was no lids 
of limitation. There's, there's multiple lids of limitation the enemy would try to put on people. And I hear the Lord say, no lids, no lids. It, it might be age, it might be how long we've been doing something, it might be experience, it might be no lids. No lids of limitations and no comparisons. And then I, I heard, I see your theology being tested, but I see you passing the test. And as a result, you will both flourish in God and in his kingdom purposes. I want to tell you both, you got what it takes. I wonder if you just stand and I just want to just release, come come close to each other like, like you like each other, that's it. I know you're sitting apart, but that's okay. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, I release an increased anointing upon this man and woman of God. I just feel the Holy Ghost right now upon you, Liz. Feel like it's like he's just placing a fresh breath, a fresh mantle upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Even some things that have felt dry, I release right now a fresh wind, fresh fire in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord is stirring up in the spirit realm of those things that Father has deposited in you. Lord, I release it. I release it in Jesus' name. Father, increase a spiritual hearing, spiritual seeing. Supernatural wisdom and insight. Not a trying this, a trying that to see what it could be, what it could look like. But Lord, I release supernatural wisdom to hear the voice of the Lord. To build according to the pattern and plan that you receive up the mountain. Up the mountain. Up the mountain of the Lord, both of you. God says, I'm calling you into the secret place more than ever before. Spirit of the Most High God, I release your glory. Oh, I can feel you. Oh, I can feel the glory of God. I release it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Deep calling to deep. Deep calling to the deep. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, every lid and all lids of limitation broken off in Jesus' name. I release you to run, 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 run. <sighs> Can I just quickly have a couple of guys come and stand up behind these two right now because I feel like the Holy Ghost saying, I just want to do something real deep. So if we can push back those couple seats. A couple of guys, quick, quick, quick. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I mantle you with the glory of God. <sighs> Father, I release an impartation in the Holy Ghost. Impartation in the Holy Ghost. The weight of your glory. The weight of your glory. Holy Ghost. Just receive right now. Receive all the fullness. Father, I release all your glory, all your goodness. More, more. Feel him right now. Feel him right now. 
Spirit of God, the weight of your glory, come, 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 come. More of your glory, more of your glory. I release the fire of the Holy Ghost right now. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Father, I see you pouring out from heaven right now. Pouring it out from heaven right now. I just feel to say of you, man of God, no second guessing, no second guessing, no second guessing. Not everything needs a discussion. Some things need a direction. And I release you in the power of even bringing direction and instruction in the church to run with that which God is birthing in your heart from the secret place. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, I release deep spiritual vision. Spirit of God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can I encourage you to be praying for your pastors and leaders and for each other? The Bible is clear that we have an enemy, but many times the enemy is not the enemy that we're fighting. The enemy is a common enemy. We don't fight flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. Tell you, I believe this coming a deeper unity in the body of Christ, not around issues, but in the spirit. Did you hear me? Unity is not agreement on issues, it's being in the spirit. It's been so deep in the spirit that even when people came to Jesus, his disciples said, There's people down the road, they're not of our group, that you need to tell them to stop, and the Lord turned to them and said, no, you stop it. They're not against me. They're for me. Come on, celebrate them, celebrate them, celebrate them. Pray for them, walk with them. Unity is not, let's have this amount of meetings together and let's do this together and, and let's see if we can agree on this. It's, 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 it's a group of people that are so in the Spirit. Oh, that God is glorified. The day of Pentecost came when there was unity. They were all met together in one accord, in one place. If you read it, it's the same language as, as Psalm 133. How good and how pleasant it is when people dwell together in unity. It's like if you look in the Hebrew, dwell together in unity. It's the same Hebrew word. It's saying the same thing. as how good and how pleasant it is when people are all together. That's what it means, all together. They're not just all together in one room, but they're all together in one room and they're all together in one spirit. And it says the day of Pentecost came when they were all together in the upper room in one accord. Hang on, if you're all together, surely in your one accord. No, you can have all of you in the one room and you can have people that don't even talk to each other in the same room. And God is looking to bring the people of God back together where it's brothers and sisters that even when we see some things different, and even when we upset each other in different ways because who of us hasn't upset someone before? Come on.
We are so judgmental of those that upset us all the while. We probably upset someone today ourselves. Come on. Well, to whom much has been given, much is required. Come on, I've received so much, I'm going to pass it on. Jesus forgave me of all my sins. I'm going to pass it on. Jesus even gave a parable about that, the forgiving of the debts, of the, the huge debt. And then someone said, I'm not going to forgive thee a little amount. And that's how we are in the body of Christ. And it's time to change. It's not about issues. It's about the spirit of the one God. Come on, there is one spirit, one faith, one Lord, one baptism. And if you're in Christ, then I'm your brother. You're stuck with me. And you've got each other, brothers and sisters. But they did this, yep, and you did that. So come on, let's extend grace, mercy, and kindness to one another. And let's get on God's page. Not sure where that came from. Praise the Lord. This is what I feel to do. I'm just, if I pause, I'm just listening. I want to, I don't want to prolong anything here tonight. And so I'm just saying, Father, what do you want me to do? And I feel to like read through what I could take a lot of time to expand. And can I just almost like prophetically read it through and download it? And then I pray that you'll pick it up. Are we recording? Great. So I encourage you, what I'm about to download, I want to encourage you to get read it, and on each line, start to meditate into it, okay? For those that are hungry, you go for it if you want to receive spirit to spirit. This is when I went into my room after my little pity party when my wife told me to go and pray as a prophet. So this is what the Lord started to speak to me about when I started to shift the focus from, God, I feel this to, Father, what are you saying to the nation of New Zealand? Can I encourage you? You're struggling, and you're trying to, God, this and this. How about you... Find someone and start to pray. Father, would you speak to me about them? What's going How can I bless them? How can, and start to intercede for someone else. I don't think the devil likes that. I don't think the devil likes that. Sometimes we're trying to fix our problems rather than fix our eyes on Jesus and intercede for other people. Come on. Jesus is the great intercessor. He's still sitting at the right hand of the Father interceding for you and me. The Holy Ghost is still praying and interceding with groans that cannot be uttered. And so I want to encourage us, let's be people that go to God. So here's Father's intention in the nation of New Zealand. And I just want to read this out. I've got a few things here and I pray you'll receive this. Will you receive this spirit to spirit right now? Receive this into your spirit. You, you might want to close your eyes. You might want to just open your eyes. Just receive it. If anything's stirring, feel free to add your amen to it. As a nation... There have been many prophetic words and declarations spoken over many decades. Amen to that. And we praise God for every word from the heart of God. And now it is the time to step into the fulfillment of what God has declared. It's time to lay hold of what God has prophetically said. And I heard the Lord say, don't look for another word Partner with what God has already declared. Come on. Many times we're looking for the next big wow, but we haven't grabbed hold of, laid hold of, stepped into what God's already declared. These are days, New Zealand, to step into 
Come on, the things that God has declared. This is the time to step into your spiritual inheritance as a nation, the Lord said to me. It's time to find your place and to do your part in God's plan. Gone are the days of New Zealand Christians saying, God, would you bless this today? Would you bless that today? Would you bless me as I'm about my work? Would you bless me and help me to be an encouragement? Those are good, but I tell you right now, there is a deeper prayer. And as God opened my eyes to see what you're doing already, come on, and then partner with what God is doing. I have found that in the Word, you don't need to ask God to bless what God authors. And it's time to see in the spirit realm what God is doing. When you work in, walk into a workplace, God is at work. He's at work already. So we can go and say, God, help me to be a blessing today. And please, if that's, come on, that's awesome. Do it, do it, do it. But there's a deeper prayer. Not just God, help me to be a blessing because we can pray that and then we can just jump into what we think someone needs to hear. No, God, show me what you're already doing. Show me where you're at work. Show me what you're doing in their life. And let the Spirit of God reveal something and then come and partner with Him in that. And maybe part of your partnership is not to go and talk to them and present the gospel, is to go into your room and start to intercede with what God is showing you about their lives. And you start to pray into something that God says, hey, they're really lonely or they're being hurt here. And, and you start to pray. And then over coming weeks, you're in conversation and maybe they start to just open up and they say, you know what, I was really lonely, but God has started, not God, but just something has started to shift and change. And you realize, man, I was a part of something in the spirit realm. It's time for you to find your place and to do your part in God's plan. I see an army arising and taking her place at the forefront of what is happening in this nation. Come on, I, I want to say it again. I see an army arising. Come on, we want to be part of the family of God. That's lovely. But I see an army arising. I see an army arising and taking her place at the forefront. Everyone say forefront of what is happening in this nation. It's time to come out of the barracks onto the battlefield, I heard the Lord say. It's time to come out of the barracks where we're, we're getting our uniforms ready and we're, we're making our beds and we're having church and we're clapping our hands and we're doing nice little things. That's great. But God is saying, I'm taking you out of the barracks onto the battlefield. And it's time for all intimidation to be broken off the people of God. Intimidation is, <laughs> it is defeated. Come on. The, the intimidation of the enemy. You this and you that and you this and you that. In Revelation, the Bible says that the accuser of the people of God has been hurled down. And now we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Can you see once again the power of what comes out of our mouth? Hang on. I am blood-bought child of the Most High God. I am accepted. I am loved. I am valued. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. Come on. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. The devil intimidates. And the, the, here's one of the evidences of intimidation. You keep your mouth shut. Go to a natural situation. When someone's mouthing off and you're intimidated, people back down and they go quiet. <sighs> Man, I just pray you get the Spirit of God from me right now. It's time to find your voice again, church. Yes, the church in New Zealand, it's time to find our voice again. 
I'm talking to the church in New Zealand, the whole army. Let me, before I say that, it's time for all intimidation to be broken off the people of God. And then God showed me that the whole army of Israel was intimidated by one giant called Goliath. But then it only took one small boy. <clears throat> the whole army was intimidated by one big giant. It only took one small boy, come on, to one small boy to defeat that big giant. And as a result, stir the whole army of Israel to defeat the whole army of the Philistines. And the Lord said to me, and I've got this in bold, in, in cursive, and in, in italics, and I've got it in blue. This is, means it's important in my notes right now. What is possible through your God-confident life? If God can turn the whole tide of the, 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 the war that was going on between the Philistines and the Israelites through one small boy who says, how dare you defy the armies of the living God? I will not be intimidated by you. You may be bigger and uglier, but come on. I've got the Spirit of God living on the inside of me. And I want to encourage you what is possible through your God-confident life. And this is for the church, the church, the church. Get the words. This is why I want you to get it and listen to it. What is possible through your God-confident life? But I can't listen. No, no, no. Your God-confident we got to get our confidence back in God. I tell you right now, I'm, I'm pretty bold in the pulpit. But it's not because I'm confident in myself and my ability to speak. I am so confident that I can hear from God. I am, you can't shake me on that. I know I hear from God. And I'm confident that if He's called me and He's gifted me and He's speaking to me, that if I keep in step, no matter what happens here, I leave here and I feel the smile of God because I'm so confident that God is going to speak. We've got to raise our God confidence. People say, I don't want to be proud like that. Hang on. Paul started most of his letters to the churches. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And we go, how arrogant. No, I'm confident that God has called me. And this is for a kingdom purpose. And what we need in the nation of New Zealand again, in the church of Jesus Christ, is people that will raise up and be confident in God to the point where their, their voice will not be robbed any longer and I'm not talking about going on social media and firing against other people I'm not talking about attacking politicians I'm talking in the spirit realm where we actually take take our stand against the devil and we get our God confidence back it's time to sh shake off the shackles of constraint I see a tidal wave of the glory of the Lord flowing from New Zealand Hmm. Not flowing over New Zealand, flowing from New Zealand. That's what I saw in the Spirit. I've got that underlined. I see a tidal wave of the glory of the Lord flowing from New Zealand, Josh. Flowing from New Zealand for the church in New Zealand. There's been so many prophetic words. Now's the time. Now's the time to step into a man of God. Now's the time to lay hold of it, to take hold of it. Now's the time, sir. We need, we need young people. We need older people. We need every person. We need male. We need female. We need kids. Come on. We need people to have a God confidence. I'm going to play my part in what God is doing in these end time harvest. 
For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And then I saw a picture with many young children in a schoolyard pick with their hands up high, jumping up and down in eagerness, shouting at the tallest and the strongest person in the school, saying, pick me for your team. Have you got the picture? Little kids, pick me, pick me, pick me to the biggest. And I heard the Lord say, I am looking for the same eagerness from my children in this great end time harvest. I am looking across this room right now and I'm calling spirit to spirit. I'm calling you out of the barracks onto the battlefield church in New Zealand. And I'm saying the Lord is looking for some people that will jump up and down and say, God, use me, use me. That's not arrogance. Please, 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 come on. We read about, here am I, send me, said Isaiah. Here am I, send me. God is looking for some here am I, send me type people. That if he says, go, you go. If he says, stay, you stay. Whatever he says, we will do. Real quickly, enemies of father's intention in the nation of New Zealand. And Sally's touching on it. Comparison and competition amongst the churches. That's an enemy. Comparison and competition. No, we celebrate. Number two, fear and intimidation caused by a defeated enemy. Fear and intimidation caused by a defeated enemy. Number three, hopelessness and discouragement caused by delays and disappointments in what God has promised but we have not yet seen. Number four, casualness and complacency caused by coming under a different culture than kingdom culture. This is a time for kingdom culture to rule in New Zealand. And a false belief that someone else will do what needs to be done. That's an enemy to God doing what he wants in the nation of New Zealand through the church. And finally, a false belief that we have plenty of time and there is no urgency. I heard the Lord say it's sign up time today. That's what I heard him say, Josh. It's sign up time today. And I heard this statement very clearly, so if you don't like it, please take it up with the Holy Ghost. I heard the Lord say some of us need to stop being slack and calling it safe. Some of us need to stop being slack and calling it on being safe. And I heard him say playing it safe is often synonymous with disobeying God. (laughs) If God calls me to do this and I go, God, I love you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to play it safe. That's called disobedience. I know I'm speaking to some people. No one look me directly in the eye right now. No one look side to side. No one nudge anyone, okay? You're not the Holy Ghost. Let him do that job. But I just want us to hear this. God is not looking for people that play it safe. He's looking for obedient people. You know all the stories in the Bible that you read and you celebrate going, wow, that's amazing? (laughs) it's all people that may had to wrestle with what God said but then said yes and they didn't play it safe they didn't play it safe Hmm. praise the name of the Lord it's time to come in to agreement with and partnership with God and his kingdom purposes on earth as it is done in heaven praise the Lord
I'm going to, there's more I could say. I'm not going to say any more now, but I, I do want to finish with this one thing I feel in my spirit. And then I reckon we'll pray and we'll just finish up here tonight. But I know a lot has been said, but different people have received different things. And this is what I want to declare over Activate Churches. And if you're from another church, I declare it over your church too, because it's Bible. And that is that these are days when the church, everyone say the church. Don't say my church. Don't say their church. <laughs> There's one church. It's the church of Jesus Christ, amen, of which you and I get to be a part. But this is what I want you to hear as I, I finish up, and maybe we can have uh, the keys come back just for a moment. That would be awesome. One of the things that Father's restoring, which never should have shifted or changed, but I believe it's on the heart of God right now in a big way. And that is the church in 2023. One of the things that God is restoring like never before is the fact that the church is to be undeniably Pentecostal. Undeniably. Not like, are they, are they not? I don't know. Undeniably. People say, that's not sort of where I come from. That's not my thing. I'm more of a this or that. No, no, no. We've got a lot of different denominations and flavours now. And while the Bible says there's one body fitly joined together, (laughs) we've got to go back to the Bible. How was the church birthed? The church wasn't birthed in good teaching. In fact, please hear me, please hear me. The disciples lived for three and a half years, lived. They didn't go to Bible college two or three days a week for a few hours for a year or two. They didn't get their diploma or their cert for or whatever it is. Just hear me. I know I'm almost being a bit tongue-in-cheek to make a point, but stay with me. They did three and a half years of the Bible school of living and walking and breathing with Jesus Christ. They heard every sermon. They were able to ask questions one-on-one. They were part of all the miracles. They were sent out on missions under Him and they came back rejoicing that we see people saved and healed and set free and demons cast out. And Come on. If anybody was ready to plant a church... It was the disciples. Are you with me? So He comes. He's been resurrected from the dead. And in the last 40 days, you can read this in Acts 1 and 2. He comes and He says, okay, I'm about to go. So here's what I want you to do. They must be thinking, you're about to say, tag, you're it. Go for it, guys. Go for it. You're ready. Three and a half years. You've got it all. He goes, okay, here's what we're going to do now. Wait until you receive the promise that my Father has given you. It's called the Holy Ghost. Wait until you're baptised, fully immersed, until you take on His nature. Wait, do not do anything. But, but, but we know your teaching. We know what you said. No, no, I, I know you know my teaching. That's not enough. You need to be so saturated with the Holy Ghost that you're going to turn the world upside down. But, but hang on, we already know how to do miracles. No, that's, that's all great, but you need to be 
baptised in the Holy Ghost. Come on. And the answer to that is, hang on, but are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? I mean, it's like they, they got totally off point. They want to know about the times and the seasons. And the Lord says, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. And I prophesy to you right now in this room, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. How close are we are to the end times? Is this Antichrist? No, no, forget that. It's not for you to know, but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. This is what Jesus said to them back then. He says, wait in the upper room and get together in unity and just wait until the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you can read in Acts 2 verse 1 to 4, when the Holy Ghost comes, there is a violent shaking like a mighty wind. There's something that looks like tongues of fire that comes down upon them. In other words, when the Holy Ghost is present, you can't just can explain it all. You can't contain it all. It is messy. It's go, what is this? It's a little bit like the New Testament manner. What is this? and the Holy Ghost comes and it says and He came upon every person and He filled every person and every person spoke in a different language. And He goes, now you're ready to plant a church. Now you're ready to preach. And that's how the church started. And I know by the Spirit of the Lord that God as a prophet is speaking through me right now to you, to me, to the the church in 2023. How God started the church is how the church is meant to look today. And God is returning us to Pentecost. He's returning us to being so filled and baptised with the Holy Spirit and fire. Come on. It says you will be baptised with the Holy Ghost and fire. To the point that when Peter and and Paul and the other apostles through the book of Acts and through the epistles, when they're travelling around, one of their first questions to people is, have you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? And so many people said, we haven't even heard of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We've heard of John's baptism. And then he laid hands on them. He prayed for them and they received the Holy Ghost and they started to speak in tongues. Every time that they received the Holy Ghost, they start to speak in tongues. It has not died out. I just want to put it out there. Is this all right? We're almost done here. But these are days for believers to be filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Oh, just so God confident that God is seen. These are days where signs and wonders and miracles is normal again. Why? Because it represents a supernatural God. The God that is the same yesterday, today and forever. The miracle working God that created the heavens and the earth with a spoken word has not stopped speaking and has not stopped creating and has not stopped doing signs, wonders and miracles. I just want to just Holy Ghost fire to break out on the church globally. I do, I do. Somebody say you're too radical. I tell you, I, I was bursting over something like this the other day, telling my mum, and we're seeing people healed left, right, and center. We're seeing the Holy Ghost break out. We're seeing glory break out. We're seeing that wherever we go. And I was talking to my mum. She says you're a, you're a bit radical. You're a bit fanatical. And I said I'm still subnormal. Some of you look at me and go, well, you're a bit out there. I am still under the bar of what God says all of us are called to. 100%. New Testament Christianity is the prototype of what we're called to. Signs, wonders, miracles, people being raised from the dead, demons cast out. Come on, because God did not come just to patch up our life and give us a bit of comfort. He came to transform us. He came to seek and save the lost. 
And everything I've shared tonight, I pray you get the heart of God. There is more, there is more, there is more, there is more, there is more. And I want to tell you, you and I in this room are as close to God as we want to be. I said, no, I'm not. No, no. We're not as close to God as we think we want to be. But we are as close as we want to be. I believe what the Spirit of God is calling us all into deep intimacy. We receive more of His power. See, it's not my power. It's His power. It's not my ability. It's His ability. So, Father, we respond. We respond. We respond. We respond. I wonder if you stand at your feet in this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This is what I just feel to do. And I know time's almost gone, but then again, uh, I don't know what time is time. Hallelujah, praise the name of the Lord. This is what I want to do. Sal, I want you to jump on the keys. You're doing awesome, but I want you to come and receive. I wonder if Sally can jump up there for a moment. I wonder if we can crank that up. And this is what I feel to do. And if you need to slip out, you can slip out. But if you are hungry, if anything in the Holy Ghost is stirring on the inside of you as we start to step in, in this last little bit here tonight, as Sally starts to play, and I wonder if we can turn that up quite a bit. That'd be awesome. Let's just fill this place. Hallelujah. God, we're hungry, we're thirsty. This is the invitation if you just want more. You want a deeper encounter with the Lord. You want to just be saturated and filled. You just want a touch of God, but you also just want to see the glory of God. You want to enter in. I want you to slip out of your seat and just start to come and and come and join me at the front. And don't come to me. Come to the Lord. Push forward and just start to reach out. Come on, babe. Fill this place with the glory of the Lord in Jesus' name. And if you're coming, would you push forward, push forward, push forward. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We're hungry, we're hungry, we're hungry. If you're there, how about you take another two steps forward? Everybody, big steps forward. Come on, look to the Lord. Even in this place right now, I encourage you to close your eyes, lift your hands, just... Father, I want to meet with you. I want to meet with you. I want to meet with you. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Pour out your Spirit, I pray. Pour out your Spirit, I pray. Pour out your Spirit, I pray. I'm just going to go down and just start to lay hands on some people. But again, I want you just reaching out to the Lord. Joshua, I wonder if you and a couple of others can just follow with me behind. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Father, I release the glory of God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Reach out to the Lord. Reach out to the Lord. Reach out to the Lord. Reach out to the glory of the Lord. Breath of God, breath of God, breath of God. Release the anointing, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Fill him, Lord. 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 Fill him. Receive it. Just receive it. Receive it. Receive it. If you feel the Spirit of God touching, just receive. Receive right now an impartation. 
Father, the glory of the Lord. Shura bababakata karabukumri andarabakiata kianarabashukadanarabakanda. Oh, your wonderful glory, your wonderful, your glory. Jesus, I release the glory. Fura bababakata kianarabananda. Just receive it. Oh, receive it, receive it. We got people behind you. Just receive, 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 receive. Jesus, 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 Jesus. May the glory of the Lord fill you right now. Feel it. More of your glory. Receive the fullness of God's glory. Lord, I pray right now for an open heaven. An open heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Deep calling to deep, deep calling to deep, deep calling to deep in Jesus' name. Lord, all your glory, all your glory. Father, I cry out for a fresh feeling, fresh baptism in the Holy Ghost. Right now, right now, right now. All of you, 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 all of you. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Take it all right now. That's it, take it all. Jesus, Jesus, all of your glory, all of your glory. God, let your glory fall. See, like the veil right now falling off your eyes. Feeling something stirring deep. The Lord says, just surrender, surrender, surrender. Now let your glory fall. Let your glory fall. Let your glory fall. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Right now, the glory of the Lord. Fill them. Fill them. Lord, I release clarity of vision. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire in Jesus' name. your heart to the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. To glory. 
inside you right now. Jesus, Jesus. The Lord says you're strong. You're strong. Woman of God, you're strong. I release strength into your spirit in Jesus' name. Your goodness, your goodness, your goodness, your goodness, your goodness. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All your goodness come right now. The anointing of the Lord right now. The anointing of the Lord. Lord, I cry out across this whole auditorium. Lord, I release the glory of the Lord. I release the glory of the Lord right now. Fill it. Oh, your goodness. Oh, your goodness. Oh, your goodness. Oh, your goodness. Jesus, 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 Holy Ghost. All 
all the glory, all the majesty of heaven. Mental him, Lord, in Jesus' name. With the fire of the Holy Ghost right now. With the fire of the Holy Ghost right now. Burn, Father. Open eyes to see. Open eyes to see.
mercy. Thank you that you're a God that doesn't like to wave from a distance but come in. Lord, a fellowship close to commune with us. Father, I pray that every person here tonight, Lord, as we leave, right now in the Spirit, I pray you'll give them a picture of your smile upon them right now. The smile of God. Because you're His son, you're His daughter. Father, I pray that we as a church... Lord, we'll choose every day to prioritize not only time with you and moments with you, but Lord, every moment of every day, being so aware of your presence. Father, make us lovers of who you are. Father, we just thank you for what you have done in this place. And Lord, I just ask that you would seal your work here this evening. Lord, that as we leave this place and carry on with our weekend and our lives, God, that everything you have deposited into our spirits, Lord, would rest in us and bear fruit. church, Matthew says in chapter 10 verse 41, if you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. That is a sweet deal. Sally sends Steve to his room. Steve gets a download from God, gets up and brings it, and we get the same reward as Steve gets for all of the work that he did through just receiving 
I want to honour you, Steve. I want to honour you, Sally, for coming all the way to the South Island for the first time and sharing the Father's heart for us and for his church. Thank you so much. For those of you that that call Activate Christchurch home and for any guests, it's been our pleasure to have you this evening. Uh, We want to take up an offering for Steve and Sally. And so just out the back, Marla, I'll get you to pop out. Thank you. We've just got some FPOS out there and every single dollar that is given tonight is going to go to bless uh, Steve and Sally. So if you have received this evening, if you've been challenged and stirred and inspired and connected once again with the heart of God, I just want to encourage you to bless this couple for coming all the way to see us. But that is us for tonight. Thank you so much for coming. God bless. Be safe. Feel free to just stay up the front. Continue to soak for a little bit longer. We're not running out the doors. But if you do need to go, that is the end of this evening. For everybody that was watching online, thank you so much. It was recorded. If you want a copy of that recording, uh, then just get in touch with us here at church and we can send you an audio file so that you can sit down like Steve said and really digest How many people felt that there was a lot in tonight to digest and maybe we got like this much of it? So I'd really encourage you to get that recording and listen to it and journal and write down what you feel like God's saying to you because I think we could probably feast off that word for months to come, Steve. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Sally. Beautiful piano playing. Very good. Yeah, I was was like, I didn't know a keyboard could make that noise. It was like, wow. Sounds really good. Turns out we just needed to turn it up real loud. I've been saying that for ages. Three years. Turn up the keyboard, man. All right. God bless. Have a great night.